Hi, I'm Bryant Wright with Sin Relief. Putting a broken family back together again is much harder than it looks. If Jennifer Nolder has learned anything over the last several years, it is that. Since their first accidental introduction to foster care, Jennifer and her husband have brought children into their home. And their goal with almost every one of them was to help put that child's broken family back together. Doing so turned out to be a much more difficult task than Jennifer ever imagined. But the very unusual idea she came up with became her story of hope. Twenty-four hours a day, seven days a week, Highway 34 in Noonan, Georgia is a bumper-to-bumper conga line of SUVs and minivans. There's a Target and a Starbucks and a Cracker Barrel and a Dollar Tree. And there are U-Hauls and drive throughs and turn lanes and traffic cones. And it can all send even the most careful driver into suburban sensory overload. So it's really a miracle that Jennifer Nolder even noticed the toddler in the road. We're in the Target parking lot in Noonan, and there's a child walking down the middle of the street by himself. It was seven years ago, but Jennifer still remembers that day like it was yesterday. She ran up to the little boy and asked him why he was walking alone down the middle of a busy highway. The only thing we could understand that he was saying was brother. And so we understood that his brother was somewhere as well, and he couldn't find him. The child was two years old, and Um, We called the authorities, they came out and told us that that happens regularly, that children, they find children wandering. And so the police took him, they were gonna go and try and find his home. Jennifer Nolder is not the kind of person who finds a toddler wandering down a busy street and then afterwards goes on with her day as if nothing important has just happened. Jennifer is the kind of person who on that day decided to put her previous plans on hold and go look for the little boy's brother. We drove around because we were determined that if the brother was in the parking lot, we were going to find him as well. Um, So we drove around for about 15 minutes and drove behind the Target store, and the little boy was sitting on the ground, the brother. Um, So we called the police back um, and let them know that we had found the brother. On that day, seven years ago, Jennifer Nolder discovered something more than two lost little boys wandering down Highway 34 in Noonan, Georgia. On that day, in that shopping center parking lot, Jennifer found what it was God was calling her to do with her life. The police came back about 20 minutes later and said that they had found the home and the mom had put the little boys outside because she was high and they were being too loud. Um, At that moment, it just set my heart on fire for there's something we can do. This is Stories of Hope, episode number 85, Family Reunion. Every family has a this-is-how-we-got-here story. As for the Nolders of Noonan, Georgia, their story goes something like this. My husband um, and I had talked about adoption. It was just one of those things. We have a biological 14-year-old, and we talked about 
Um, adopting in the future, she was born with a genetic disorder, so we decided not to have more kids. Um, it was just one of those things, you know, we'll talk about it one day, and we just kind of put on the back burner. And the back burner was where the idea remained, until that impossible-to-forget day when Jennifer discovered a toddler wandering down a highway. I guess I led a little, a little bit of a sheltered life, but I had no idea that those things happened in our community. Children that um, have been neglected and have been abandoned for days. Children that don't have access to food for days at a time. I had no idea that those things happened in our backyard. But at that moment, I literally said out loud in my car, okay, God, I got your sign, I got it. <laughs> the Nolders decided to become foster parents. Now, most people who make that kind of decision end up taking one or maybe two children into their home. But Jennifer and her husband were not most people. Taking in one or two or even three or four children would not be enough for the Nolders. Ten years ago, I would have never imagined ourselves with this as our passion. But they started talking to us about, um, you know, either adopting or fostering. And so we started the classes, and that started about seven years ago. And in that time, we've had 39 children. If 39 children sounds like a lot, that's because it is. The Nolders, however, quickly discovered that caring for all those children would not be the hardest part of what they were attempting to do. The hardest part would be trying to help put all those broken families back together again. When we started fostering, we wanted those families to reunite because that's normal to them. Brain science shows us that no matter what a child's been through, if the parents are able to rehab um, from whatever their hang-up was, if they're able to rehab and they're in a safe place, that's where that child is going to do the best. But as we started seeing the children that we had in our own home, there was nowhere that the families could meet. The only places for a family to visit were Burger King or a local park. When you go from you're living with your parent to you're only seeing them once a week, and you're seeing them at Burger King, you're a child, you don't want to sit at a table and talk to your parent while every other child is out on the playground playing and things like that. And we started seeing the children that we had in our own home. The children came home from Burger King. You'd ask them, well, did you get to talk to mom? Or how was your visit with mom? And there was really no answer. So there's absolutely no communication. There's no healing. There's no bonding. There's no reconnecting. None of that happens at Burger King. So after bringing 39 children into their home, the Nolders decided they needed to do something more. Jennifer reached out to social workers and police officers and real estate agents and building contractors. She sent emails and she made phone calls. She lost lots of sleep and she raised lots of money. And then finally, in August of 2021, in an old house on Highway 34, just two miles from where she first saw that toddler wandering down the road, Jennifer opened up a ministry called Hope Revisited. Some people call it a visitation center. Jennifer calls it a place where parents and children can come and learn how to live together as a family. Once the judge orders the child to stay in foster care for whatever reason, a family calls us and says, hey, I've been ordered that I'm allowed to have visitation with my child. This is how often. Um, can we meet at Hope Revisited? 
So when you bring them into a place like Hope Revisited, which is set up just like a house, it's got a living room, a dining room, a kitchen, they have to figure out, okay, if I have a four hour visit, um, you know, I have to figure out how to give the two-year-old a nap while I give the one-year-old some baby food. They have to navigate those things. But then while the families are here, we have things that have the, help the family begin to reconnect. If you can get them putting a puzzle together or coloring or doing something that they mutually agree on, you're gonna start that thriving and stabilizing and reconnecting so that when their children do come home, so they spend um, on average 22 months in foster care. Um, when they spend 22 months visiting here, they're figuring out how to do life together in a real life scenario. That is why on most days, the sounds that come from the house on Highway 34 are the sounds a family makes. Parents and children who visit here cook meals together. They change diapers. And they throw parties. Yes, the birthday gifts have tags that say, from mom and dad, even though Hope Revisited provides the presents. And yes, the grown-ups still need parenting classes. The kids still need counseling. And the time they spend together here is just temporary. But Jennifer has learned that sometimes all of those things, plus grace and mercy and forgiveness, are enough to put a family back together. I've had a dad sit and tell me, I don't deserve, do you know what I did to my child? And a lot of parents that have lost their children to the foster care system, people don't have a lot of grace for that just in general. It's an assumption that, oh my gosh, they're a horrible person, they should never be allowed to have their kids again. But we do have the ability to reunite families. God has grace for all of us. So let's make this right. This is Bryant Wright. Thank you for listening to this episode of Stories of Hope. If you'd like to learn more about Jennifer and Hope Revisited, you can visit them online at hoperevisited.org. And if you'd like still more practical tips on how you and your church can meet needs and change the lives of more than 400,000 children in the foster care system, you can visit Sin Relief online at sinrelief.org. If you haven't already done so, subscribe to Stories of Hope. You'll automatically get a new episode every two weeks. Go to Apple or Spotify podcasts and search for Stories of Hope. And finally, if you've liked what you've heard here, rate us and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. That'll help other people find us and enjoy these stories too. This is Bryant Wright with Sin Relief. Join me in two weeks for another episode of Stories of Hope.